Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are our parents, our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. I'm Erin Mitchell. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about that otherworldly, out-of-body experience known as your first year as parenting partners. Out-of-body experience or intensely in-body experience. Yes, exactly. Hard to say, but it is otherworldly all the same. Yeah. Or often otherworldly. Yeah, and I think that one of the reasons this feels like an important period of time in a couple relationship is because this is an intense time of transition. And at this early stage, oftentimes it's in the early stage of a of a couple relationship, there are patterns, both positive and negative, in terms of interacting um, that can that can begin to um, become ingrained in how the couple does their relationship you know, moving forward uh, for the rest of their relationship. I think just for the sake of clarity, you just said it's in the early stages of a couple relationship. I think it doesn't matter how long you've been together before or after. I mean, it might make a difference, but either way, it's brand new what you're entering into. Right. The experience is sure. Yes. Most certainly. And so, um, you know, this feels like an important time. And, And even if you feel like you're, you're past this period, of time in your couple relationship, I think it can be really helpful to reflect on how did this time um, in our couple relationship maybe shape what our relationship looks like today? No matter how far out you are. Yeah, no matter how far out I you are. I agree completely. Yes. So if you're in it, this is great. Hopefully we can help you find some a little bit of space to reflect on the water you're currently swimming in. Yeah. And if you're a little bit out or pretty far removed, hopefully same thing this can give you an opportunity to pause and wonder how, where did we shift in ways we really like and where did we maybe shift in some ways we'd like to shift out of <laughs> you're right that's a it's a very nice way to say that i yes. like that um so why don't we give an example of maybe what this could look like okay study yeah okay. and um then we'll 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 go from there um so let's say we have uh, josiah and shanna and, you know, they're really excited. Um, they, they got pregnant and um, they're so excited to have their newborn daughter, Isabel. And the day she was born, oh, it felt like magic. Josiah and Shanna felt like a team. They couldn't believe that there was this little life that they had in their arms. And they felt so settled um, together as a family. Um, in those first couple of weeks, uh, they got home and they just felt like they had time to be together, to begin to build bonds of, of attachment and uh, feeling like a new unit. And so, um, you know, this is the first, you know, week or two of their experience. But then, you know, Josiah, he, he only had two weeks off of work. Uh, so after that, you know, kind of the harsh reality um, that this magical period of time was coming to a close began to feel bigger and bigger uh, for the family. And so kind of that, that um, you know, two week period on to into the first uh, several months, um, you know, uh, the family began to, to notice um, some difficulty that they were having. You know, Shannon was on maternity leave. Josiah was back at work. Isabel was nursing. Um, sleep was erratic. 
Shanna felt it absolutely worn out. Um, by the time Josiah came home, Josiah felt like he was missing a ton during the day and then just trying to play catch up uh, from the moment he walked into, into the door. Nights were tough. Sometimes Isabella slept, sometimes she nursed, and sometimes she just woke up and wanted to play and hang out. Um, and, and things were, were just getting hard and feeling overwhelming. Um, and, you know, Josiah and Shanna, they, they were fortunate enough. They had family members who were around and were helpful, but nothing really seemed to put a dent in how tired, frantic, and hard these first uh, three months or so were feeling for them. Um, and, you know, what they also began to realize is that their couple relationship um, had changed a little bit, too. They, they didn't have as much time together. Um, they didn't get to speak with one another as much just because, you know, just running around doing so much. And then they also noticed that when they did interact, um, that they felt a little more irritated with each other. They, they were a little more grumpy, a little more short. Uh, they were kind of, you know, the house felt like a mess. Um, they always kind of felt like they were comparing or having a competition for whose turn it was to do um, the next thing um, that needed to be done. Um, and this is where they found themselves about three months in. Um, and then let's kind of fast forward to, to the six-month mark, um, you know, in that first year. Uh, things, things have felt hard, but maybe Josiah and Shanna, they, they feel like they're getting their feet under them. Um, and they felt like, okay, we're figuring this out a little bit, but, but when they thought about themselves, they, they realized that they just kind of felt a little numb or a little like, you know, just blah, just, they, they, they just, um, didn't feel themselves. They loved Isabella, what she was bringing to their family and to their lives, but with each other, they just felt a little more distant, um, even lonely. Um, and as they, as they thought about that and, um, what they realized is that they just, they felt like they still were doing that, um, comparison that whose turn is it to the, to do this, who's doing more, who's doing less and, and things just between them felt, um, a little stale and uncertain. Um, and so, uh, you know, they, they were grateful for each other. Um, but they're also. Uh, found that they were being critical of each other. They they loved each other, but they also felt like they were being irritated uh, with one another. It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> you said it was going to be, and it was. Yeah, I think that, and I, and I think that, again, you know, not, not all couples find themselves in the, this place, but I do think that there is a theme or a trend, like in the intensity of these early moments, this first year, um, after having a baby, like it changes everything. And it especially changes the couple relationship, changes how things have worked um, I prior. Think, yes, it does especially change the couple relationship. I think it also especially changes self, I, I think, which of course impacts the couple relationship. But I, I also just want to point out, these are broad strokes. This yeah. is not everyone's experience. This is a case example. Yeah. Focusing on the things that are difficult because, you know, we glossed over the magic yeah. and that those glimpses of, you know, our oldest son. Um, I s walked down after my first shower after labor. It was magic <laughs> all on its own. I walked into our, um, like downstairs and walked into the dining room and Stephen had our little guy in the wrap that he loved to carry our, our people in. Um, 
singing this song, standing on the dining room table, and it was just precious. And there's no way to tell somebody what that moment is going to feel like and to express the depth of love and uh, I, I don't really know how else to say it, like magic yeah. um, that does happen. So I well, just things think, aren't all bad, right? Yes. And, and I think that it's, it's that dynamic of, you know, Josiah and Shannon, they love each other, but they feel irritated with each other. Absolutely. They, they, they are grateful for one another, but then they're also like so critical of one another and like, you're not doing this and I'm always having to do that. And, and I think even it's, if the criticism's just in your head. Sure, sure. Because I or think even a lot if of it's couples... justified, maybe, you know, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's true. But, but I think that there's these, these dynamics that, that are entered into the relationship that maybe weren't there before. Um, and, and I think it, it can become very kind of confusing um, and stressful for couples. They all of a sudden feel like, oh no, like what happened, you know, what happened to our relationship? Right. Um, and, and, and what do we do about it? Because and what happened to me? Yeah. Where did I go? Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to point out that we are broad strokes of the challenges and difficulties. And I don't ever think that that's fair. Um, because uh, that first yeah, year postpartum is so dynamic in all the rich, wonderful ways. However, we do what we are focusing on is some of those difficulties, how how they can persist if they aren't addressed. Right. And if left like, oh, that was uncomfortable. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of the the main point here. So if you think about like in in life, in relationships, like when a transition um, comes uh, any any kind of transition in a in a relationship, you know, obviously transitions are inherently stressful. And ideally, a transition is handled by being able to, first of all, predict that it's coming, make some plans for it, um, to evaluate during the, the transition, you know, what's happening, um, how is it going? And then to also, after that evaluation, take some practical steps forward to changing what needs to be changed or, or keeping, you know, what's working, uh, you know, in the process, uh, so that you can, you know, weather the transition. And then this is a process that you can do over and over and over again, as many times as you need. Like, ideally, that's what you can do. I think we might've jumped a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it's important right now just to pause and, you know, thinking about, I already forgot their name. I wanted to say Isabel, but that's the daughter. Josiah and Shanna. Josiah and Shanna. Where do you find yourself um, thinking about your own first year postpartum? When you think about that, what Stephen um, described and their relationship and their family, what resonated, what didn't feel true for you at all, you know, whatever. Just what did their story feel like? What does your story feel like when you think about that? And sort of um, begin to sort of reawaken, or again, if you're in it, Think about it. Find a little space between what you're swimming in and your ability to reflect upon it. And then I think how they work um, is what you said. But then, okay, so what it feels like, Stephen, if you had to say our first year postpartum for you, what, what word or feeling would you most connect with? Um, I don't know. That's hard. I, I mean, I think that it was it was a blur. Like I honestly, when I think about our first year, I'm like, I don't remember a lot of it. Um, there was a lot going on. I I think in some ways it's this, we're really tired, always trying to play catch up. We had help, 
Um, but at the same time, it felt like it it didn't put much of a dent into in, into the kind of the needs or, or just just how tired um, things felt. And it was wonderful. I mean, I mean, it Absolutely. was it was all of those things. I would say it's I kind of for me personally, I would agree. Um, obviously, a little nuanced, but mine feels very compartmentalized. Like mm-hmm. I can think, I loved the baby stage. I loved it. Um, right. And that one-on-one baby stage or two, us with just one, was so special. But I definitely felt like we were underwater. Yeah. I mean, in every possible way. Yeah. So, I mean, mo- most certainly. Both. Both were very true. Yeah. That, that was the feeling. Underwater yes. is, is, a good, <laughs> is a good explanation. And it seems like underwater might be where a lot of couples find themselves. And, and then the question is, well, like, well, how does it like how does it get that way? I think that's exactly right. I think what we're talking about here is trying to help couples who are either in it or reflecting on it find that space because what is missing in the midst is the ability to figure out how to start swimming. Like, well, I would I'd love to not be underwater if possible, but it's hard to feel like you have time to evaluate that or yeah. you have time to reflect on how am I feeling? What what is this experience? And then like? what what action steps do I need to take to to move forward? I it's think it's really hard. I mean, you lose th- there's there's just not space just because there's a not lack of time. Yes. Right? Um and and also it's hard to be intentional with one another as a couple because you're both, I, I think something that, that happens in this period of time is rather, it's kind of that um, maybe metaphor view, like rather than being a couple who's sitting there looking at one another, you become a couple who kind of turns shoulder to shoulder and is trying to accomplish or do this task, which is, you know, parenting, this wonderful thing. But by doing that, you, you're not you're not looking at each other. You're not being able to be intentional about your own relationship in this time. You're being purposeful towards something else uh, sure, together. Because you have to be. It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's in, in some ways, there's, there's nothing else to do um, because that is, that is what the transition requires. So what can you do? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things I think about is I think what happens in that very normative scenario is then couples begin to feel lonely. They begin to feel um, like they, like maybe, maybe our relationship wasn't as close or as good or, or, you know, as strong as I thought. And, and then they kind of, those things begin to feel overwhelming. And I think that that maybe even intensifies the, the pulling away, the, the not um, checking in, the, the not, you know, kind of talking as a couple or as they used to. Um, I think this first year is such a vulnerable time. Mm-hmm. You want it to be magical. You probably had a lot of visions, hopes, desires, dreams, expectations that you didn't even know you had until it's like, oh, so this is how it's going to be. Like, right. Who are you? Who am I? I think there's a lot of identity yeah. shifting and it starts to think, I don't even know if I like me anymore. I definitely don't know if I like you anymore. I thought you were going to be with me in this. I thought yeah. you were going to be my teammate or I, or even, I mean, honestly, I think you and I were both pretty generous to each other in terms of, I think we're both operating at a hundred percent here sure. and it's not enough. It's like, <laughs> you're a hundred percent. We need more percentages. Yeah, there's mine. Yeah, yes. That's um, so true. And 
but and, and at that time, still then it's like, so someone's got to do more and I am spent. So it's got to be you. Yeah. And so, so the question, you know, so what do you do? I, I think that, you know, there's a simple, maybe, maybe it's, it is a simple process. Maybe it, it's, it can be challenging to do because of the context. I think the first thing, like, you know, as you're coming into this period and, and your parents is, is first of all, just to acknowledge the hope, like it's going to be great. I mean, it, it really is exciting to to have kids and to, um, if you're, if you're able to do that and kind of build a family and all those kinds of things are wonderful. There's for us, it's been, I don't, I don't know. Wonderful. I just don't think there's a word sure, strong to enough yeah. to describe the intensity of how beautiful it yeah. really is. Yeah. So I think the first thing is just like this first, it's going to be great because it's going to be something so unique and so different. And then I think also kind of the flip side of that, and it's going to be hard. There will be hard times, but yeah. hard doesn't have to mean bad. No, it just means that it's going to be hard. And I think what hard does mean is that you have to be intentional, that you have to be purposeful <laughs> in terms of, okay, so what, what can we do as a couple to make it through this intense, hard, hard time? I think going back to our story for just one brief second, we're, we were pretty open with each other. We talked a lot about it. We had mm-hmm. both, you know, I had already had my master's in counseling psychology. Stephen, you didn't start your PhD. So you had your master's in counseling, but uh-huh. you didn't have your PhD just yet. Um, we'd done a lot of work around this. So we, we felt like we were prepared. We were ready. Right. And I remember probably week two feeling like I started to dread the nights. Like I would see the sun start to set and I would feel in my body dread. And Mm -hmm. I mean, looking back, I'd probably call it depression at the time I wasn't, but I was just like, I wish the nights didn't have to come because I can't really do this. But with all of our talking, I didn't want to tell Steven. I wanted him to get to sleep. I didn't want to share that. I was trying to like protect him in that. And that protected no one. Yeah, it ended so up very true. being yeah. just a few weeks of me feeling really dark, um, great during the day. So when everybody yeah. saw me, I really did feel fine. But those nights would come and my body would just sink. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can do another night. I'm, I'm sad. I'm tired. I know they're not going to sleep. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. I mean, I think in this, the, the very simple principle is you have to be honest with each other and you have to talk to each other about the things that you're liking and not liking. Um, and, and, do- and not just about your partner. Like for that, that yeah. wasn't because you weren't doing something. Right. It just was, I was having a hard time and I didn't want you to be awake or I didn't like, what's the point of us both being tired or, but there would have been a point because right. I felt terribly alone. Right. And, and so I think that that whole idea of it's going to be great is so that you and your partner can talk about the great things and it's going to be hard so that you and your partner can talk about the hard things and, and not feel like there's something wrong if things feel hard. You know, we kind of laid out this, this sort of um, timeline, you know, the first two weeks, kind of this magical period of time, you know, weeks, you know, three to three months, kind of the beginning of the like, oh boy, you know, kind of <laughs> he, he, here it is, uh, you know, kind of the six month period of time, like, okay, we've kind of leveled out a little bit more. Now, what are we going to do, you know, from, you know, six months on. And, and I think that the, you know, even using that as a tool of like, if you're in this, like, where are you and your partner in this? And can you talk about it? Um, 
if you're out of this, if you've passed this period of time, like how did you and your partner experience it and how is it impacting your relationship right now, today? Right. Um, and to say those things, like, you know, say to to say, you know, hey, I feel upset about this. Sometimes I think that you're not doing enough. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing too much. These are things I love that you do. Like being able to say those things, those are hard things to say. And also it doesn't mean they're true. It it doesn't. And it, I love because the way you said it is sometimes I feel like this. I love that. Mm-hmm. Your feeling is true, but that doesn't mean it's objectively true because if everyone's being honest, everyone probably feels like yeah, that. Yeah. So if I think I if I think of the the situation you were talking about where you weren't telling me you were dreading the nights, I think eventually you I you, did. You it did. You weeks. you came and yes. told me that. And and for me, like I could have done one or two things. I probably did both. You know, I could have gotten all upset and been like, well, you know, like, it's not my fault I'm sleeping because you didn't tell me. I I might have said something like that. Um, But that wasn't necessarily the point. Erin's just trying to share with me how she was experiencing the nights. And then for me, like, now that I know, well, what can, you know, what can we do together about that to to be different? We, We, and we did work out some different things. I, you started taking him. You yeah. put him in that wrap. Yeah, um, yeah. I started taking. I, you know, I would take him, and I would. I had some work and things that I had to do, and I, I would do work at night for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so to try and let Aaron sleep, but, but like, if you don't talk about that stuff, so for Aaron, she had to kind of, you know, something she felt like so embarrassed vulnerable. of, or something she didn't want to mention. I don't. I'm not quite. I don't sure. think I was. Well, I wasn't embarrassed. Um, but it did feel very vulnerable. I didn't really understand it. I didn't know what could be done about it. So like, what's the point? And then I knew you would want to help and be present. So I was like, well, I don't really need Stephen awake. And we were exclusively breastfeeding. So he can't nurse him. Right. Like what, right. what, what are you going to do? What's the point? So then we're just both going to wake up tired. So I, I think I just didn't feel worth it just to share, which if you know me, that's kind of where I land in life. Like, what can you do? Then I'll just keep it to myself. Right. Um, but it is helpful to share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because first of all, for, for me, like I was like, well, I didn't know that. I, I want to know that. I, I'm curious to know that. And then also like, I think I was able to think about it maybe a little more dynamically because I think what, you know, Aaron's like, well, you know, Stephen can't nurse the baby. So there's no point in him being up. I'm like, yeah, but like, there's some time between when you nurse him and when you're not, maybe I could be up during that time. Um, and, and try and, you know, help then and you can sleep. And, and I think even that there just wasn't that kind of flexibility, um, of thought for, for you, Aaron, just because you weren't, that's not what you're thinking of. Which is exactly what we're talking about. It's hard to think about these things. And because one tired brain, because a parenting brain, postpartum parenting brain is tired. Yeah. I don't want to accuse all of you of having mush. But it's hard to find a thought and it's hard to think flexibly or even abstractly. It's tough. Um, So two tired brains are still better than one tired brain. And sometimes really all you need is validation. I think we probably sound like a broken drum there, but sometimes you just need your partner to know it's really hard. So in the morning, they can just say, how is the night? Oh, it sounds tough. You worked really hard. Thank you so much. And then what Stephen described too, is he took it a step further and did offer the validation, but with some action, like, so what can I do? How about tonight? I try to take him like after you nurse, even if he's asleep, just give him to me so that you don't have to even have the presence of where is he? Is he okay? Is he still wanting to nurse all that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think there are things, even when it seems like there's, what's the point? Or what would be the point of bringing this back up? You know, water under the bridge, why am I looking for a fight? Just to connect about that time can go a really long way. Yeah. And so I think if you come into this experience saying, we're going to talk about the good things and we're going to talk about the hard things, what you've done is you have set up a pattern of communication in your couple relationship that will really help you and assist you for the long haul. I just want to point out, you didn't say, I'm going to tell you what I like that you're doing and what I think you're doing wrong. Right. Because this is not a criticism session. It doesn't mean you can't offer feedback, but it's not like, these are the 17 things I didn't like that you did this week. That doesn't feel good for anybody, especially someone who's trying their hardest. Right, right. Um, But to say, this is hard. This is a struggle. It'd be really helpful if you could do this, offer what you would like. Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, it, it is, it's much more just about the dynamic of talking, saying what's happening. And I, I get what also what you usually say, Aaron, like, you might not, you might not know, you might, you might not have time to reflect. And I, and, and I understand that, too. I mean, there, there's some, um, you know, maybe sometimes you don't come to understand these things until a little bit later. That's fine. But even then, to, to say them, and to just have a a, a kind of like an ethos or a spirit in your couple relationship that says, we can say what we like and we can say what's hard. And the reason that we're doing that is not to blame and criticize, to not, you know, Get say that you're doing or, something mm-hmm. wrong, but it is simply so that then we can connect about what's happening. We can be open and honest and find some points of connection. Right. So that, you know, and in that, then you can, you can actually work together to find some steps towards something that's going to help, you know? Right. Right. And, and so I, I think that, you know, that might sound really simple, but I think it's very hard to do because we get sort of lost in our own heads or lost in our own fears or um, lost, you know, maybe, the, maybe there's a dynamic that you've experienced where, you know, you, you were told to never talk about hard things, um, or you were told to never talk about what you liked, you know, whatever it might be. Well, I don't mean to open a whole new can of worms and we are not going to go deep into this. Maybe another session Mm -hmm. we could, or another episode, whatever. But what does get stirred in that first year so intensely, similarly to pregnancy is our own childhoods, sure, our own parenting. I mean, our own parents, our own experience of our parents parenting us, it does get stirred. It does get activated. And if we aren't talking about that, we either have no choice but to react exactly as they did or a reaction against it. Um, And so we're just trying to create that opportunity. What you're trying to do as a couple is create that opportunity to reflect and to have some choice and to create a little bit of space between whatever you might be feeling and your reaction towards it to say, how do we want to respond to these and get your choice back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, a, a big part of that too is, um, again, that spirit of, of not judging what, what is being said either. So if, if your partner's telling you something they don't like or something that they wish was different or something that feels hard, eh, you know, it takes effort. But, but to hear that as simply, they're just trying to tell me what their experience is. And is there anything we can do for that to be different? And the reason they're trying to tell me what their experience is, is because they want to connect with me. Yeah. I may not like the words coming out of their mouth, but it is in its, you know, somewhere deep in that layer. 
the desire to connect. Right. Yeah. And and so again, that you know, Aaron tells me she's tired and and af- you know, like afraid to wake me up, and I can become defensive about that. And I you know, I don't necessarily remember that moment, but I know myself, and I imagine I probably did get a little defensive and and say, I well, why don't you, you because well, why don't you tell me? Or, I know, you know myself, and I feel like I would remember that vividly. Yeah, and okay. I don't. Well, maybe I did, maybe I don't, but but I do know that there's experiences like that in our relationship where. Where I could I could get defensive, um, and so that could happen. Uh, but again, the effort is to is to kind of move past that and through be, it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Move through it, past it, over it, under it. <laughs> you know, beside it, whatever well, it might I just don't be. Think you're trying to get over something. Yeah. I don't like that. But I hear what you're saying. But here, like you know, Aaron's trying to tell me something about her experience. Not necessarily trying to. I'm tell saying me nothing about something you. about me. Yes, um, and and I can you know hear it that way or not, and and then we can take some action steps for things to be different. So again, I I, I just think holding in your mind, look, this is gonna be great, and and we're gonna remember it forever. Yeah, we yeah. do. It is, and it is something so special. Yeah. It really is, and this is gonna be hard. In such a special way. And we want to be a couple that's going to talk about what is great and what is hard. Yes. And if you can hold that dynamic and that spirit in your this first year of time, I think that it will allow you to cultivate a pattern of, of simply being able to share your experience with one another, hear it, try to understand it, and and try and take some action for things to be different. You can learn to communicate clearly with your partner by sharing the good things that you're experiencing as a parent and the hard things. Our Couple Communication 101 After Kids Edition mini course can be the tool that can help you and your partner communicate in this way. You can find the course at createyourcouplestory.teachable.com backslash courses. That's createyourcouplestory.teachable.com backslash courses. So get the course today and start communicating more clearly with your partner. Today's show is produced by Stephen and Aaron Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. This will help others find our content more readily. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember... Working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.